spirit portals are open and a new world is dawning. A mysterious enemy has stolen Aang's staff and replaced it with a fake. Now four heroes must band to discover who is intent on stealing history's most important artifacts and perhaps something more sinister. It will take wit, strength, and determination to stop this threat and save history itself. Hey, everybody. Do it in Spanish. I will not do Spanish today, Gus, but maybe soon. Maybe no. soon I will. I will do Spanish. Bust out the Castilian there. Ho, ho, ho. It is still November. <laughs> but we don't celebrate Thanksgiving in Spain, so Christmas comes right after El Dia de los Santos. And hello, everyone from Dustfire Media. Uh, welcome back to the Relics of the New Republic. We have Gus here. We have everyone here. <gasps> I hope you're all excited. Hey. This is not a dating show, but it could be. <laughs> I can't. Look, I can't control my players. So excited to listen to it. Please, no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. No I one, really please want tell Gus um, what's going on, and um, I'm sure he'll enjoy listening back to what we did last week. Um, this is not a game show, but it is a game. It is a show. It is a show in which you play a game. I'm Steve, your ridiculous but not meticulous GM. If I was meticulous, I would have gotten the rules uh, right last session. Um, uh, some of them will still not be right this week, but over time, <laughs> I think some of them will be better, perhaps more right. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, we're having fun. We hope uh, we hope you have fun too. I'd love to open up with a banter question with my wonderful players. If your life were a board game, what would be the most frustrating rule in the instruction manual? Bonus points if you come up with a title for the game. I'll go first to give you some inspiration. My answer is, try a lot of stuff. A new game by Steve Durgan. <laughs> try a lot of stuff is a game for ENFPs, for those who are familiar with Myers-Briggs. You learn just enough about every skill to become frustrated that you didn't develop it further. But as soon as you chase each new skill to moderate competency, you run out of interest points, which you can only obtain by switching activities. And you can only spend those new interest points on new activities. The goal of the game is to repeat this process until you draw a you catastrophe card where something disruptively good happens to you. For example, finding yourself in a job that makes use of three or more skills you've already developed to moderate competency. And that's how you win. <laughs> I love I how prepared that, that was. I love that. That's so good. That, yeah. uh, you, so I have check my, out like, try a lot of stuff in your <laughs> local game dealer. <laughs> just a dangerous precedent. <laughs> I would play that I was going to say, yeah, now I feel like I have to include my Myers-Briggs, which I don't know if I'm ready to let you guys know that much about me yet. No, I'm, um, that is not the standard. <laughs> I already have mine. I've thought about this before. Go, go, okay, how? Go for it, Danny. Oh, God. So my game, my game would be called Monopoly, but you're always broke. <laughs> Do tell. So, like, imagine you're playing Monopoly, but, um... As soon as you get money, it just gets taken away. <laughs> oh, no. Is that the frustrating rule? And rent, yeah. Like you even you start with your starting cash, but as soon as you put the board on the PC, you have to put it back in the bank. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a tough and maybe rule. Like, yeah, maybe another frustrating rule is we'll add like another space on the board called seasonal depression. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, listen. Oh. <laughs> You're speaking uh, to a lot of people out there, Danny. <laughs> Look. Seasonal affectiveness disorder hits hard, especially oh, yeah. this time of year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it's basically just monopoly, but you never you make no progress. <laughs> it's just real life. Thank you, just Danny. That's, that is a very life, beautiful, eh? honest answer. That's, and we that's are my, to support that's each my other. Game. <laughs> that's my game. <laughs> that's my game. <laughs> Yeah, so bonus points uh, for that title, Monopoly, but you're broke, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Who is ready to show us um, their I'm thoughts gonna next? I'm going to steal the name of a different board game, but mm-hmm. I think it applies well. Okay. Uh, Blood and Plunder. So mm-hmm. at blood, because I just recently got diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. So I have to prick myself Aww. now like crazy. Mm-hmm. So all the blood. And now I got to plunder away from eating carbs. Um, and that uh. barely works, but I'm okay with it. So the rule is if you don't eat carbs, you get to live a long life without any <laughs> sort of health complications. But if you want that carb, you got to make it worth it, kids. That's the important part. <laughs> you got to make it worth it. Uh, also, I am an ISTJ, um, and I'm a Leo. And what are what's the other one? Hold on. You could be going reaching for any number of other personality. Uh, I know. I'm trying to think of the other ones. I can't. I can't think of. You're a Gryffindor. Myers Briggs. <laughs> yeah. I am a Gryffindor. Harry Potter yeah. House. Yeah. Oh wow! Nice. You called it, Danny. Yeah. yeah you know me. I don't yeah. remember the Enneagram. That's all good. That one. No, well, it's all yeah. good. But the special rule would be if you're going to eat a carb, make sure it's it's the carb you want to have. Make it worth and your while. only one you have in a month. Yeah, make it with your while. Yeah. Blood and plunder, y'all. Blood and plunder. <laughs> well, make all these also, games. Justin wants to know when we're going to do an all Spanish episode, and I'm going to say after we do the musical episode, we'll do an all Spanish episode. Oh, that would be such a large uh, <laughs> demand to place on. I don't know how how you all are doing with your Spanish practice. Um, no, might as well throw in a third option there. We can do an all Spanish musical episode. You know, I love when you have ideas. That would be fun. I just love when you open your mouth and you have ideas. <laughs> Everyone just brings such wonderful creative things to the table every single week, and I'm so grateful for all of you. We're grateful for you, Jinkies. We're grateful for Is this you. a good time to ask you about a board game that may or may not fictionally represent your life, perhaps through a frustrating rule? So, just that everyone listening at home knows, I think I've mentioned this before, I live mix the audio for our Twitch channel. And part of that, mm-hmm. so the, the first of all, this isn't a board game. This is a straight up video game. It's called Sound Mixer 101. And you can sit there and bash every single key <laughs> on your keyboard. All of them. All of them. But the fun part is, this is the part we bring a board game in. You roll a D20, and that's how many things go wrong at the top of each episode. But then here's the kicker. You actually then get to secretly roll that die without knowing you rolled it. And that's how many more things go wrong. And that's going to roll without your knowledge about every six minutes or so. Um, So right now, what I'm dealing with is that Nikki's audio is doubled. And I don't know why. 
Hi. Audience at home, if you are hearing oh, no. Nikki twice, you have to tell me now so that I can get past this stage <laughs> in the board game and move on to the different section where I get to sit and actually play the game. That's right. <laughs> I tried fixing it, so hopefully that helped a little. They're saying it's fine. Nikki, if you were hiding, if you were they hiding Nikki fine. double. Oh, okay, I'm not religious, <laughs> but tonight or I might have faith. I might have faith. <laughs> you might. You know, I'm I'm hoping the Bibles in the box are there. That's all that's I right. that's all I'm hoping for. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that is a joke that appeals to the five minutes that happened just before we went live. <laughs> so that our listeners know that they're not missing not, a ton, historically no, speaking. No, you ruined out. it. It could have been an inside joke that was a secret <laughs> thing that they could have had to figure out. I still it would have been like, like they back episodes to like, try and see if they, they try to go back. Did we miss it? You're going to gaslight the audience. It's like, great. I love yeah. when you have ideas. I love when you have you ideas. I, I changed my rule. I'll change my rule. For my board game, you just have to gaslight everyone in your life. And, and that's, 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 that's my special rule. you you're playing as my grandma? Oh, that's insane. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just didn't realize that this prompt of all prompts would be the prompt in which we share the most uh, perhaps vulnerable of the things we've shared. It's great to get to know you all. Hey, we're well, all nerds. Nikki, all the way across the sky, what would you suggest for your board game and your frustrating it, rule? Well, it would be called Writer's Block. Oh, and... no, Nikki. <laughs> Every like you have idea cards and you have plot hole cards, but you're drawing more plot hole cards than you are idea cards. And you have to somehow oh, no. find idea cards to like block out the plot hole plot hole ones. <laughs> oh, no. oh no. That is actually really good. Uh, y'all are so could creative. I, could I recommend <laughs> you just gaslight your readers into not into there's no plot hole? No, I will not accept that. I need to have a problem <laughs> okay. pointed out just tweeting a nonsensical explanation about it. Like your characters just poop themselves yeah. and not just like a fact. <laughs> have, have we really considered Or write a, write a sequel wh whose entire purpose purpose is to fix that plot hole. Yeah. That'll, that's the sequel to the prequel, board game right. Writer's Block. I like mm. it. Writer's Block 2. The retconning. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Making it all work. Post. In post. <laughs> yeah. Go for the lost explanation. It's magic. <laughs> when in doubt, it's magic. I well, Thank you all for those very illuminating uh, answers. I'm sure we'd all love to play those board games. I'm playing mine right oh, now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I also realized before we jump into our show that we do have some some good big news. Um, mm. Listeners, viewers, you've probably noticed uh, that we have ads now, which helps us grow and, and helps us bring you more awesome content. Uh, but we get it. Uh, ads are not everyone's jam. In fact, they're probably not anyone's jam. Um but, you know, surviving capitalism is, is cool and stuff. And so we're excited uh, to offer our patrons ad-free episodes for all of our shows. Um, so we've been working on that. You can jump on the ad-free train. If you haven't yet, uh, listeners, you, know, you can just do that by joining Patreon at any tier, including the $1. I'm just happy to be here tier. 
Um, and so um, if you're somebody who uh, minds ads because you're a normal human being, uh, that is one way that you can support us uh, and get that as well. If you don't mind the ads, it's totally fine. Um, we're also working hard to make sure that the ads don't interrupt the flow of the shows too much for everybody. Um, so from this week onward, all new episodes will be on our Patreon, um, our Patreon exclusive ad free feed. And we're working on making our back catalog available there too. Um, but that's going to take some time. So please bear with us while we make that happen. Thank you. And um, I feel like I was supposed to say something else, but you know what? Let's play. <laughs> I've got my experimental first print of my Dustfire Media shirt. Ooh. Um, nice. I'm testing Fancy. it out, seeing how it how it does in the wash. I'll let you know. It's not on the merch store yet. I'm also trying out my first vintage hat with our version of the four elements. Um, so I feel so equipped in a superficial way for this episode. I want that hat for myself. It actually is working. I, I enjoy it. <laughs> I, I wear it in public. I do. It's a thing. I wear mine in public as well. It's, that's excellent. Making a note to save just money. Just for people to be like, is that? <laughs> Same. Fair. I want it. I want it to have on the back, embroidered. It should say, um, "It's the most out of pocket thing we've come up with so far." <laughs> oh, from all the whole show. From the whole show of 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 our show, not not all of Dustfire Media. Embroider like from our show. Toss a twelve year old on the back road or something. No children were harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> no tw- no twelve year olds were harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> Listeners, if you have a suggestion, no. Oh, owl cat mask. The owl cat mask. Owl cat masks. We should get. Oh, oh. we should just have a podcast owl- where we wear those. The yeah. owl cap mask, and then underneath it, it'll say, Dumpies is coming back, y'all. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if you have suggestions for that, send them our way in Discord. We hang out there, um, or wherever else uh, you have the ability to send stuff to us, such as Telegram. Well, anyway, speaking of telegrams, this is more appropriate to the era we're in right now, my wonderful characters. I will cease to call you by your given names. I will now call you mostly by your self-given names in Avatar Legends. Last time on Avatar, a bunch of really intense stuff happened. And uh, now we're in an alley in the middle of a fight. And Jingmin just had to challenge someone to single combat who happens to be (laughs) Kumari. None other than the leader of the Red Monsoon Triad. And has just been definitely punished for that. In this alleyway, much has happened in little time. Uh, the enormous, muscular figure of Donna, now freed from the arrows that pinned her down moments before, cinches her grip on the bagged and helpless He Shang Ling, who writhes in the bag, moaning with an arrow in his leg. Thanks, Jing Min. Donna poises to run away, trying once again to obey. Kumadi's order and head toward the light at the far end of this alley in Red Row. Now we pan over to Perla, closer now to our group, her torso soaked by the ball of water that her triad had just used to torture Mr. Hisheng, her ankles tied by a bolas and arrow, 
her face smeared over with paint. I mean, <laughs> what are you doing to Perla? <laughs> really? <laughs> Everything in the book, apparently, except just hit her. Um, very effective, though. Very creative uh, way to uh, divert her attention. Um, LJ, now named, uh, also known as Leather Jacket, uh, known for his distinctive feature of being a man in a leather jacket, uh, is winded by Fumi's flurry of dancing strikes and misdirection. And Kumadi, uh, her expression fierce, is standing over the crumpled form of Jingmin, who has just been slammed against the alley wall, a bloody slash mark across her chest. And the camera pans over to Fumi, who was next up in our sequence. Fumi, you've just witnessed Kumadi's chilling execution of several strikes. Let's see that roll for advance and attack. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> um, but hold on. I'm going, I uh, have my, my sheets are a mess. Okay. This is how I make my players panic. (laughs) And it's your turn. What's that? What's that, Nikki? It's a six. Oh, a six is not great, as they say, technically speaking, in Avatar Legends. Um, Yeah. What do you get on a six, Nikki? It says what you get on, uh, on a miss. You stumble, but you can shift your balance away from center to use one basic technique. And I will do that. Yeah, tell us where you're shifting. Let's put my pencil. There it is. Um, I, I mean, the only way away from ba- uh, from center would be towards adoration. Okay. So we'll do that. All right. We're shifting towards adoration. Yeah, and and that affords you a move, a technique. There's the mark. Okay. And everyone, while okay. Nikki gets um, some physical objects in order, she referred to a pencil. You know, you, there's a great idea that Danny shared with us regarding holding and storing pencils. And uh, what you can do I'm is sorry. just take a cardboard box and stab it with the thing that you want to, to keep around, and it will hold it for you. <laughs> and Danny does this, apparently has been doing this for quite some time with his desk setup. It is largely cardboard and stabbed cardboard. Cardboard so. boxes are very stabbable. They're, um, they are. they're not stab resistant, if you will. Yeah. I mean, is anything really stab resistant? Think I'm not going to answer that question. I could get some legal trouble. <laughs> 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 All right. Allegedly. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, Akifumi is going to turn to Kumadi. Um, to use strike, and I'm going to mark one fig- fatigue to ham- hammer them with blows. Um, Ooh, excellent. Mark-, mark two fatigue. But okay. So she turns to Kamadi and she's like, hey, leave her alone, and just like starts punching wind through the air. Ooh. Oh, I love that. Your flurry of strikes land. It's catching Kamadi strangely off guard, as if she was taking a moment to relish having slammed Jingmin's small form. <laughs> I will mark that fatigue for her. 
And I'm just letting you know, she's got four uh, fatigue marked, or fatigue, if you will. My brain just wanted <laughs> to fuse those two words. Matigue, which sounds like Mateague. for sure one of the model faces for Ben Stiller's character in Zoolander. This face is Matigue. <laughs> um, Akifumi, did you roll for passion? Yes. Okay. I, I rolled a four. It was I'm kind of I'm kind of spacey because of the um, exponential dread of knowing <laughs> I just created a twelve year old to get only to get pummeled by a grown woman. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel so like there's I'm a board so game sorry. concept there. Oh. I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> well, Fumi, uh, your strikes have stunning impact. Let's go to Lynn, who's next in the sequence. And Lynn, I owe you an extra attack this time. That is one of the things we caught at the end of our last Avatar Legends episode. So I forget why. I just wrote down that I owe you an extra attack. It's, so it's you because have it I now. messed up. I want to clarify views. I messed up. I rolled a <laughs> 10, or it was somewhere in the 10 to 12 range. And I didn't take my second thing, yeah. whatever you want to call that. Um, ah. So Steve and I mm. talked about it, and I'm going to take an extra one this time. How do you want to do that? Do you want me to still roll? And if I roll a hit, I just do, I do two. Yeah, exactly. So, yep. If it's a hit, you've got two. If it's a miss, you've got one. Um. So that's going to be a 12. So do I get a three? Oh, I was not going to give you three. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm now existentially like well, torn so here's the thing. between my desire to I yeah. negotiate with you here. Um, yep. So I have a, a move called changing plans. It's so the first time I advanced attack in combat. I roll with creativity instead of passion. Um, so with mm -hmm. creativity is how I get that 12. But if I roll with passion, I get a nine. So if you would let me use changing plans on my next one instead, would that work? Ah, I okay. think it would. So I'll I take my two would. then. Oh, look at us. Look at us. Compromising. Um, Rule of cool all the way. So <laughs> oh boy. we're going to uh, strike. Actually, let's just do yeah. two strikes on Perla. Cool. Because I hate her. Excellent. Poor Perla. <laughs> I'm so curious to see the exposition over time of like Lynn and Claus' hatred for Perla and like ever since that really rough run in the first time. And so tell us how you strike, Lynn. Oh, God. You know, I was so focused on the dice. I didn't even thought of that. <laughs> so Lynn's going to do the classic Earthbender move and just send two very large rocks right into this very large woman. Because, you know, you have to hit where it hurts. And we are aiming for the head. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I mean, they do hit. We know that the strike hits. So, um, how many fatigue am I marking? Are you going to mark fatigue to increase it? Um, no, I'm not going to mark fatigue. Um, so, okay. that's going to be either four fatigue or... So basically we're doubling strike. Uh, mark two fatigue, mark condition, or shift their balance away from center, their choice. So probably can do that twice. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um, you've lifted up these pieces of concrete, breaking them away uh, from the alley floor, and you shoot them at Perla, whose ankles are tied. Um, <laughs> you land the headshot. It just... 
crashes against her form and she wobbles her arms and falls backwards, just slamming against the pavement. For the moment, you don't even see signs of movement. Um, I will mark the four fatigue for Perla. I am very impressed. I just want to say that Perla was already impaired. Lynn was not expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> was a little freaked out by it. Yes. What, what is Lynn's reaction? I'm so so. No, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> the things we say in combat. Well done. Amuk, it is your turn. Show us your role. And by the way, you are prepared in case you had forgotten since it's been two weeks. It has. I was about to ask if you could paint me a word picture of the scene because it has been two weeks. Um, yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, you mm-hmm. are pretty much in the middle of the action. Um, mm-hmm. You had kind of I'm, described already coming forward a little bit. There's ice mm-hmm. kind of on part of the floor of the alleyway and you're close to Kumadi and Jingmin, but you also could engage any of the others with the possible exception of Donna, it would just be a ranged attack. Mm-hmm. And you do see that Donna has picked up He Sheng Ling and started to turn to head out of the alley again. And um, I will um, start using the clock if no action is taken in this exchange. Okay, okay. That, it's coming back to me. Thank you. <laughs> um, For sure. I will... Go for a ranged strike on Donna. Just, you know, good old-fashioned water lasso. Going after the big girls, you know? You know, I feel like Fumi's got Kumari. Jingmin's doing great. (laughs) (laughs) Jingmin's hanging in there. But I feel like... We can't lose He Shanglin. We, we need the information. And I hope I don't regret this. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you don't either. So I will strike Donna with, with a water lasso to try to catch her, I guess. Yeah. What Maybe, is that yeah. role for uh, advance and attack? Roll with passion. Oh, boy. Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, with plus two, one, plus one, that's a nine. Okay, nice. Well, well, for advancing attack, you get a choice. What is your move? What is your technique? Do you think this is a strike, a pressure, a smash, or something else that you have on your sheet? I think it would it would work more as a smash because it's like water lasso like mimed it as our listeners are going to be able to hear it later um (laughs) so i'll go with uh with a smash (laughs) and i'll take the the so so what uh just clarify what are you trying to um like is the thing you're trying to quote unquote destabilize in the environment um is that is that a person yeah, it would be it would be Donna that I'm trying to destabilize with with a smash. I guess Donna counts as a something, so I'll allow it, and uh, we'll see if okay. Justin, uh, you know, chews me up later. 
So, <laughs> um, and so I don't know if we've done much smashing um, mechanically. So you mark a fatigue. Um, you're destabilizing Donna, um, and you could possibly inflict uh, a fictionally appropriate status, or you could overcome one yourself if you had a negative status uh, to deal with. Um, describe the lasso for us. What happens? You know, it's just a good old tube of water that, <laughs> I, you know, kind of like throws out there in hopes of trying to catch Donna maybe around the ankles to do a good old fashioned uh, steer pool, if you will. Um, yeah. <laughs> just to get her to fall over and, and hopefully drop he Shanglin. Going for the ankles of both the twins. Okay. <laughs> Okay. These poor, these poor girls. Not these poor girls. Just because you're large <laughs> doesn't mean your ankles aren't just as weak as everyone else's. That, that's, that's the truth. That full you, long quote belongs on a t shirt. It's their Achilles heel. Maybe maybe the bigger they are, the weaker their ankles. That, okay, that could be on a t shirt yeah, as that, well. That works. Danny. That works. Do you want yes, to bring them down? You, you send out this lasso. And it arcs over Kumadi's head as she's distracted and buffeted by these strikes from Fumi. And it goes past LJ and Perla's now toppled form and right to Donna at the far end of the alley as she's turned to carry He Shingling, wraps around her ankles and causes her to stumble and like just crash down on one knee and nearly drop the bag. Um, you have destabilized her. Um, so we will hold off on adding to the clock at the end of this exchange. Make sure you hold me to mm -hmm. that. Okay. Um, you can also inflict a status. I think, um, you know, it can't be doomed. <laughs> it has to be fictionally <laughs> appropriate. Um, my my uh, guess is that the only thing that works best here... Yeah, here, what were you, you going to say, Gus? Uh, I was going to say either stunned or impaired, I feel, would work. Trapped, No. Right, because I feel like yeah, yep, I Donna agree. Could, could break the lasso, so I would say, fictionally, my gut is saying stunned. Like they're just caught off guard. They just fell on their knee, and it's probably their bad trick knee. Donna's just like ah, Ooh. my knee, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> my triad injury. I don't, I can't do the Donna voice. Ah, as well as my do. knee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. Let me, um, I actually rarely use stunned. I'm going to open up my statuses tab just in case. Uh, stunned, you're caught off guard. You can't act or respond for a few seconds until you study yourself. It works for me. Yeah. Let's call Donna stunned. All right. Um, Ching Min. Yeah. You are next yeah, yes. in my player sequence, but before you can go, yeah, yeah, before oh. you can go, Cho steps out from behind oh. the dumpster, <laughs> oh. Detective Cho, the one who brought you here, potentially on a fool's errand, <laughs> and he takes off his fedora and he looks at Kumadi and Fumi, who are in combat. And he looks down at Jingmin, 
her very helpless looking body at the moment. <laughs> and he just says, you really shouldn't do that to a kid. Right? Am I right, Linenkoff? Linenkoff is giving me some, <laughs> some hands right now. I'm like, yeah. And and he steps forward, and ice uh, that was left behind from one of Gus's, uh, or rather, from one of Amuk's earlier moves, as well as from some of the water that splashed down from Kumadi's initial um, display. Um, water, there's a trail you see kind of running from just in front of him in a puddle and just curving through the alleyway to the base of Kumadi's feet. And he just puts a hand down and lightning ripples <gasps> through his arm and into the puddle. And Kumadi freezes up just after Fumi finishes her round of blows and just convulses violently. Y'all, I forgot he has a lightning bender. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, completely, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> I was like, wait, we've seen him lightly bend at the auction. <laughs> and uh, so super useful. I'm kind of having to play with stuff as written. But this move, for those who are interested in the techniques in the books, is arc lightning. And he's channeling it uh, through his body to a closely engaged foe. Um, I'm actually going to mark a condition... Um, he doesn't let up. He's continuing to pour this lightning. And mm. I'm going to mark... Um, let's see. I'm actually going to mark... Doomed. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, wow. So Kamadi will have to mark fatigue. A one fatigue every few seconds or each exchange until freed. <clears throat> All right. Jingmin... It is your turn. Yes. You have five fatigue marked and all conditions marked, and you are at the edge of your balance track. Please tell yeah. us uh, what you'd like to do. You're under the, I believe the advance and attack was the exchange uh, posture that you had selected. So, I believe so. I don't know. That was, that was two weeks ago, so I don't know. <laughs> Who can say? <laughs> but that's what I wrote down, so <laughs> let's do it. Okay. From Passioning, that is an 8. One from Passion, that is a 9. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> All right. What do you choose? Okay. <laughs> so, Jingmin, so right now, Cho is just pummeling Kumadi with lightning. Yeah. yeah. In a manner of speaking, yeah. Um, but you said you said Kamadi was like in ice, so she's just standing, um, in, uh, in a puddle of water that connects to where Cho is standing. Okay, I see, I see. So that's where the All lightning right. is being channeled through. Um, Jingmin will knock one of her bolas arrows, so she gets up, fire first it of all, off the ground. <laughs> I mean, she could she could still shoot while laying down. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. Let's say that Jingmin rolls over onto her back and mm. looks up at Kumari and knocks one of her bolas arrows and shoots yeah. it at Kumari's wrists, temporar temporarily hindering her. I would like to pressure and say she cannot choose to advance and attack 
next exchange. Okay. I will mark that she cannot do that. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> wow. Still firing shots when you got none left. Yeah. Huh? Uh, nothing. Yeah, nothing. The bolas lands and connects and wraps around Kumadi's wrists. Um, are things shifting? Let's see. It's time for evade and observe, which we have. Um, oh, I, I don't think I don't think we have anybody but LJ in that slot. All y'all were hitting people. <laughs> <laughs> we indeed chose violence. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but last I checked with LJ, because of your uh, strikes on the last exchange, Fumi, he is impaired and has to take one yep. less technique per exchange. And uh, he only normally would get one technique. And so the winded LJ, leather jacket man, just <laughs> still catching his breath, panting, and... <laughs> leans his weight and puts his hand against the uh, the wall of the alley. Um, Donna has not been able to escape. Perla still makes no motion. Honestly, together you are starting to make quick work of these Red Monsoon Triad members. Let's go into our next exchange, unless anyone wants to do anything in the fiction. Is there anything that you think you would say or do? Perhaps with your basic moves. Um, I think I want to try to do something. <laughs> How did I know? How did I know? <laughs> you <laughs> last words. Your You're like, yep, <laughs> this is my time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. My yes, um, this is... There's a move that would be perfect for this. It's a prodigy move, but I don't have that yet. So, we'll, <laughs> working on it. We'll do the basic version of that. Um, so, kind of like right next to Kumadi, there are bags of rice flour sort of piled up. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have given players liberty in the past. I'm just curious why bags of rice flour would be in this place next to all the trash and and not much else. Uh, it's it's old rice flour, spoiled rice flour. It's been it's spoiled rice flour. What a travesty! Yeah, it's uh, so much. That's I'm exactly what Jingmin this. thinks. Jingmin well, thinks, oh, why why did they throw out all that rice flour? It could still have use. <laughs> What are you what are you thinking there, Danny? Um Jing Min is going to knock a couple more arrows and just launch them at that rice flower, trying to make like a puff of rice flower cloud in Kamadi's <laughs> face. I wanna try I wanna try. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to trick here. <laughs> this is your attempt at a trick. Okay. Um, let's call this. Ooh. I mean, I don't think this triggers trick necessarily. What are you hoping it to have do? To. Yeah. I want to. I don't even. Jingmin isn't even really sure if her attention is still on her, if Kamadi's attention is still on Jingmin. But mm -hmm. she wants to buy enough time 
to get out of there. <laughs> Not like fully uh -huh. out of the combat, but she wants to like buy enough time to sort of get a hold of herself. Yeah. So she can then re-enter and you know. Given she knows that if she just state. stands here. Sorry, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, given your current state, I'd say this is a push your luck. And, right. and because the main intention is also to just kind of do something physically to change your environment and afford you an opportunity. So okay. roll push your luck, my friend. Thank you. All right. Again, pushing luck. P T L. T P K. P Y L. P K. Oh, push the luck. I always forget. I always forget. All right. That is an eight on the die, plus one from passion, minus two from guilty. Nice. Seven. So Ooh. seven. Yep. Ooh. Yep. Well, well. The cost of scraping huh? by. You know, this is uh, this is one of those tough moments in the life of a GM. If that cost is a fatigue, a condition, or a shift in balance, I swear to God, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it couldn't be any of those three. Because right? <laughs> I mean, there there does have to be a cost, right? And a cost, um, I know there does. And you didn't have to do this. You didn't have to push your life. You didn't have to. You know? Jing Min does a lot of things she doesn't have to do, Steve. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You're playing the character very well. <laughs> I'm going to say, Danny, that it would be very difficult um, to do anything that would arrest Kumari's attention more than lightning that is coursing through her body. That's pretty distracting. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, um, yeah. More than the bolus arrows already, you know, wrapped around her wrists. Um, a flurry of arrows goes past Kumadi <laughs> into these soggy, dilapidated bags of rice flour. I, w I wish I could grant some fictional benefit to this because <laughs> it's supposed to do something. I think the most I can give you, Danny Wickman, <laughs> Dingman, is that, um, you know, the arrows that, that just kind of blur past Kumadi with this exertion from Jingmin probably add to the chaos. <laughs> Will they add enough to do anything? I don't know. Probably not. Um, but that is what Jingmin is trying to do. And as far as you can tell, Jingmin, uh, you have succeeded in in really arresting Kumadi's attention. Your 12-year-old <laughs> mind, the wheels are turning, and you're like, yes, this was a good idea. Yeah, in Jingmin's <laughs> point of view, she's doing great. As Danny, mm -hmm. I am disappointed in her. <laughs> How could you, Jingmin? <laughs> Um. Yeah, I'm just trying so hard to give you a mechanical no, benefit, but it's so hard because you honestly, chose bags of rice flour. Honestly, anyway. feel free to just give me nothing. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can move on. But Jingmin, I will say that this last moment of exertion 
cost you more than you realized. <laughs> Your energy is just gone. You oh, feel no. what remained of it sapped from your body in this last effort. And you lay back down. Your vision fades to black. <laughs> you faint. <laughs> For a moment, the bow is just tight in your grip. But a few breaths later, you release it. Her hand, her fingers unfurl, and she just lays there limp against the trash. Jingmin's having a dream right now where she's holding an arrow and a bow, and she's just whacking Kumari with it over and over again. <laughs> That's Jingmin's dream. <laughs> just, <laughs> just Helpful to see the theater of the mind from Jingmin's perspective. Um, <laughs> Danny, this is the first time that someone has been taken out of a scene taken on out. our show. Can you go and uh, tell us in the rule book uh, what happens? If you can just find that passage for us. Um, for all intents and purposes, Jingmin is, is out of this scene, cannot take actions. Yes, yes, yes. And if you need a moment, we can we can go to someone else in the sequence. Yep. Anyone else before the next exchange? Anything you would like to do? Nope. No. Nope. Nope. You're nope. all I'm, you're all I'm so good. good at this game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm we're winning, right? That's how the game we're winning Avatar the Legend. is the win condition, I do believe. <laughs> ah. Ah. More board game inspiration for those out there who make board games. <laughs> Avatar Legends TPK, the game. It's well, every everything after when we fell through the bridge, all this has been a dream. We we didn't make it out of the bridge sequence that happened. <laughs> this is oh just the movie Inception, and you're yeah. falling from the bridge the whole time. And we're a couple <laughs> dreams deep right now. Everybody, tell me what your next um, stance is going to be in this exchange. Dance attack. Um, Still gonna advance and attack. Advance and attack. <laughs> wow, they press forward. Choosing violence. Choose yeah. violence. You're a violent bunch. You know, you do what you have to do to survive this mm. cold world. I, Amuk is upset about Dumpy's being closed. He just wants that delicious, you know, cheeseburger esque dumpling again. Yeah. Now you just have a sense of what you're missing, right? Mm -hmm. You need to bring it back. Bring it back. We got to put ground beef. We got to put cheese. We got to put grilled onions in, in a dumpling. That's, that's the signature dumpling. <laughs> I would try it. I would try anything you recommend, yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. I can't mark advance and attack for Kumadi this round. Um, you'll find out what she does because it's not defend and maneuver. We're going to start with our advance and attackers leading with Fumi. Let's see that roll with passion, Fumi. Passion. Passion. Um, so that would be an eight. Nice. Better this time. <laughs> you get one technique. Yeah. I kind of want to do a smash to use that rice flour that Jingmin <laughs> so nicely broke up. 
And oh God. so Fumi is going to like seize the puff of smoke and she's going to airbend it like all around the field to like especially like where each of their enemies are to try and like throw them off balance and make it so they can't see what's coming. Very cool. Okay. I love that it's like kind of clouding everywhere as you rip it out and, and just kind of spread this. I'd love for you to pick one NPC that you would like to impose. Kamadi, uh, okay. then. Okay. Wow. Because she is upset. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good place to put your remaining energy, right? So um, let's see. I think the only status we would have left that's appropriate because Kamadi is already doomed as well as... <laughs> da, 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 no, not stunned. Impaired? And I think... As well? Yeah, I think I marked... Yeah, I marked impaired. Um, Trapped because of the bolluses wow. as well? Uh, I, I, I used impaired as a feature of the bolus. Um, uh, and doomed is already worse than trapped, even though it is functionally different. I don't know if this traps her. Hmm. Double impaired. Double impaired. Double impaired. <laughs> if only that were a more mechanically significant option. They do not stack. <laughs> I'm so glad that Fumi was able to make use out of as soon as you said something about that i was like oh i've got this (laughs) (laughs) i'm using that flower here we go yep (laughs) it's just when you said rice flower my brain immediately went to wait if i water bend water onto the rice flower i can make it mochi and that means it's (laughs) sticky We'll have a sticky floor. Instant mochi. mochi. I mean, yeah, you could add that to it. We'll have a crap. I mean, there's rice flowers, super glutinous. So it'll, it'll, yeah, there's definitely some soggy clumps floating around. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty gross. So, under other circumstances, had this been the main thing, you might have, you know, really affected somebody by grossing them out. Just Um, think of it. It's probably moldy. We're probably going to. You know, yeah. catch a lung disease it's, from the mold in it's the air. Just overtaken by ants, just ants everywhere in it. Yeah. Under the current circumstances, I'm going to say because it says possibly inflict for smash. I'm going to say that we don't add a, a status that would be relevant to this at the moment. Um, but I do think that that doesn't mean it has no mechanical uh, effect that could possibly play out later. Um, make sure you've marked that one fatigue. Uh, I did. And we can assume that Kumadi just has even more to deal with. (laughs) (laughs) Next in the sequence, let's go to Linen Cloth. Okay. Let's see what this roll is before I say anything. Oh, (laughs) Divas, it's a 12 because I'm rolling with creativity. Ah, 12, double Um, 12. So we're going (laughs) to strike. Um... (laughs) And uh, Lynn is going to basically take a chunk out of the building next to us and just the uh, rice flour bags, uh, one at Donna and one at Perla. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, you're bending the building or the bags? Or both? Uh, the building. Well, so like we're bending the building to launch at the two of them. Ah. Uh. So we're picturing like rubble and stone breaking off of the building and launching that. Yeah, kind of like a stone pillar coming out of the building sideways into. Yeah, totally. Piston 
just pushing the flour out. Love that. I, I just heard you say this, something about the bags of flour. I was like, how are they being incorporated? <laughs> <laughs> is it, is, are they not? No, are they, they, they are. Okay. Are, well, aren't you so glad launch them I put these in the scene? Donna and Perla, one each. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Kind of like, okay, so we have a catapult mechanism from yeah, stone. Yeah, like we're just pushing them for the aggressive way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, um, what was left after Fumi pulled a bunch of this stuff and shredded it and brought it into the air? You launch uh, using some stone apult. Yeah as I am now coining the term. Um, what was, uh, let's see, you had a 12. This is a uh, yep. strike. Is that what you said? This is a creative strike. Okay. I like it. Do you mark a fatigue or do you let me um, choose? I am going to mark a fatigue to have Perla uh, take two fatigue. Okay. Oh, this is fun, y'all. Um... Then the second thing we're going to do is we're going to uh, pressure Donna, I guess, because there's only one rice flour bag, right? I, I imagined a stack. And so Fumi has ripped open some stuff and put that into the air. And then you launch what was left. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we're going to pressure Donna uh, with a, a similar mm -hmm. launch so that she cannot um, evade and observe next round. Okay, cool, cool. So let's say there were two bags left, one for each of the twins. You're really, you're really hammering on these twins. Well, maybe they shouldn't tie me up um, in a back now, room next time. Have they considered being kinder to their fellow woman? <laughs> if we have the liberty, we will explore the inner world of Donna and Perla and see what the answer to that question is later in this season. Um, and so it works, um, Perla is now just covered by a heavy bag of soggy rice flour. Uh, Donna gets hit by one while she was already kneeling and staggering to try, try to stabilize herself and carry He Sheng Ling out of there. Um, you have correctly blocked, or successfully blocked rather, uh, this option for the next exchange. Um, now that won't apply to this exchange, so you know, I've already made my choices on what folks are doing. Um, nice work. And was that, that was two yep. moves. Okay. Just making sure. Yep. Well done. Next up is a mook. How passionate is a mook? Let's see. Uh, see, I'm feeling like a mook is, is all, is all passion. Yep. He's all passion. Uh, 13. Is that the last? Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, it's just possible to get a 13. Yeah. 13. Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I feel like I'm breaking the rule here somehow. What? Well, no, it's fine. It's fine. What two I... techniques do you choose? Uh, Strike. Just, yeah, we'll go with a double strike. <laughs> or. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sticking with double strike. Okay. Who are you striking? Amuk. Um, I Amuk, I think for the gonna, sake of the fiction, the we strike. can have the the channeled lightning stop. We can have Cho let up at this point if you want to advance 
I'm Kumadi, but you also have LJ, who is just winded leaning against a wall. And then you've got Donna, who is not stabilized yet, but not incapacitated. Whereas Perla, you surmise in this moment, is probably not getting up. <laughs> snaps for that. I'm putting snaps in the snap cup. Lynn, Lynn is... <laughs> the final blow. Rice flour. The final blow. Rice. <laughs> um, I think... I'm gonna strike Donna from a range just to make sure that Donna doesn't have a chance to get back up. Yeah. Um, Following up then, on that water lasso. Yeah. So just, just a good old ice ball. Um, yeah. In my head, I'm picturing it like Amuk is, you know, shoots out an ice ball and then with that same motion, turn around to then try to like wrap up or strike again at Kumari with with Kumadi uh, with, with the D. At sorry, Kumadi. Uh, sorry, Kumadi. It's all good. Uh, Kumadi with with a uh, with a water blast as well. Okay. Just to keep the drench going for the lightning to have something else to to stick to, if you will. <laughs> keep the drench going. <laughs> keep the drench going. <laughs> T-shirt idea number five this episode. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, you get two strikes. Uh, you're engaged uh, sufficiently with both. Um, so I think I'll allow it. I think, yeah, you, this, this is cool. Um, you, you shoot out a ball of ice, Amuk, and it just thuds hard against the imposing form of Donna. And would you like to mark a fatigue to choose what happens mechanically? Or would you like to let me choose? Hmm. I'll let you choose. Okay. I'll let you choose. I'm going to say that she is stunned. Let's mark a condition. Oh, Donna. Oh, Donna was already stunned. <laughs> <laughs> and trapped. at four fatigue. I'm going to I'm going to go I'm going to add that last two fatigue and say that with this blow Donna collapses. Both of the twins are down. He Shangling continues to moan and writhe as he helplessly squirms in his bag with an arrow in his leg. <laughs> also, the water that you have just lashed out um, at Kumadi connects. And I will mark another two fatigue for Kumadi. As the it Cho are we allowed to know where Cho's going up in in like the order? Yeah. He'll go next right after you're done. Okay. Yeah. So then after I finish splashing Kumari, can I just be like, keep the lightning going? <laughs> sure thing, kid. <laughs> I'm but older Cho than you. <laughs> I mean, really? Are you sure about that? Cho's pretty middle-aged. All silver. Like <laughs> You had a silver streak. For all you know, he dyes his hair. It is it is lusciously and gorgeously black, but yeah. He steps forward. Um, instead of channeling through the puddle, he sees that, that Kumadi is not holding up well under all this pressure and all these strikes. And 
I'm going to have him use Lightning Blast. He hurls a bolt of lightning at her. I'm going to have him mark uh, three fatigue. For each fatigue he marks, the target must mark two fatigue. So I'm going to put six more fatigue on Kamadi with this enormous blast of lightning. It completely illuminates the alley. And I'm going to say that it actually is so large that uh, it catches LJ as well. Like some of the lightning just zip kind of arcs over to him. I'm just picturing LJ elbow on the wall, just like, <laughs> I'm too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> Kumadi collapses. The only one left standing is LJ, who is doubled over and he raises his hands, trembling before you all. But not before Jingmen, but before the rest of you. <laughs> and he says, ah, I'm so, look, I, uh, just, just forget about this. I'll, I'll, you can take Heesheng, whatever you're here for, take it. And he starts to make to run away. He just clambers to his feet, tries to dip through a small alley that's been hanging off of the major um, corridor here. What do you do? When's it a trip on? <laughs> Just stop, please, don't, please. And then stomps to the ground in a little pebble under his foot. Full split happens. The whole like. (laughs) (laughs) He drops into a split and then instinctually, understandably, reaches his hands to nurse all the things that were pulled. Oh, no. He is immobilized for the time being. Nice work. What do you? What else do you do, Jingmin? I think this would be a good time, Danny, to hear uh, the yeah. passage you found on being taken I found out of the scene. I found what does it, it say on on page one hundred and one? That's chapter three, fundamentals of play. Under taken out by conditions, uh, if you've already marked all five conditions, you must mark another. Another, you're taken out. You become unconscious, injured, distraught, or trapped. Your actions can't trigger moves or affect the scene anymore. You're at the mercy of the other characters in the scene and might be disarmed, captured, or otherwise limited. Even if a companion tries to guide and comfort you, you can't open up to them at all or clear any conditions. In Jingmin's case, because she's not conscious. (laughs) (laughs) It's not until after the scene ends that you recover. After you've had some time off or your opposition frees you, when you recover, clear all marked fatigue, but keep all your conditions marked. So, wow. I've already done that, mm. just preemptively. Jingmin's definitely still unconscious. She's just like, <sighs> you know, but. <laughs> just dreaming sweet dreams of oh winning this yeah. off against Kumari. Boomy goes to check on her and make sure she's alive because Boomy has no idea right now. Yeah. Fumi, you feel the pulse. You see the steady rise and fall of Jingmin's breath in her chest. She is alive. Good. He's pushing it. (laughs) Joe hovers over her as well. Kid, wake up, kid. And he slaps Jingmin a little bit. Nothing happens. Jingmin is out. Cold. Oh, no. And Fumi, uh, 
you surmise that she probably needs medical attention very quickly. Yeah, we should take her somewhere to get healed. What are you guys looking at? Oh! Take my car. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Whoever Thank wants you. to carry um, her, you do that. I've got to go after He Shang Ling. Not that it'll be hard at this point. <laughs> Quit whining. <laughs> and so, though it's much harder, you see, to pick him up compared to the strength of Donna or Perla, you know, <laughs> he does eventually manage to fireman carry uh, this bag form <laughs> of He Shang Ling. Yeah. You out of your bag soon enough. And uh, just, you know, we'll take care of the arrow. You're not with the Red Monsoon anymore. It's all right. Okay, thanks. Uh... <laughs> Amok just goes and picks up Jingmin as carefully as possible, like a little baby, <laughs> and just start walking towards the car. Like, out loud, Amok's like, I think I know a spot I can take everyone to if we need to get patched up. Uh, heads up, they're not a people doctor. Or an animal doctor that owes me a favor. Oh, but it's about the same. They, they don't treat owl cats, okay, okay. which is fine. Yeah, that's fine. Great. Fumi <laughs> grabs Jingmin's stuff for her bow and arrows that fell. Now, Fumi, you don't have to do anything with this, but you are also aware that if you were able to get Jingmin uh, to the air island uh, where the nomads train. Um, there would be an infirmary there that would be available um, at no cost and certainly one that is focused on humans. Um, <laughs> it's just something that you're Look, aware of as you, th as you consider your options. A mook has a shady background, a past. Okay, yes, I, he still has connections. As we'd say in We're social work, you're tapping into your natural support. That's such a sweet way <laughs> yeah. of saying that. <laughs> we should take her to Air Temple Island, though. Okay, I think that might be a better idea. I mean, yeah, studies, probably. Studies have shown that Xingmin's biology is more similar to a raccoon bat than that um. of a human. So. <laughs> We're going to talk to those doctors. I have a lot of questions for them. Whoever did that study. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like the temperament of Jingmin is more, is more just a raccoon bat. But, but that's fine. Cho looks at you, Fumi. Uh, how do you intend to get her across the water? Is that like a ferry? How do you get there? Fumi, how do you get there? There is a ferry, but obviously a ferry would be a little slow. Uh, so you look at Cho's well, perplexed expression. We can... Cho. Maybe, um, Amuk can speed it up some. I apologize for what I'm about to do to your car. Not again. No. Not again. <laughs> it's the only way. I just I can I can put it on ice and then I can bend us um, there. I mean or I can just drive on the water and we can just I could bend us there faster. Drive on the water. Can't you just bend some ice and stand on it? Leave the car out of it. <laughs> the cars are fast as bad. I'll bend ice under the car as we drive. It should be fine as long as I can concentrate. If I pass out, 
So I maybe we know. should leave the- Aw, oh, Jimmy Crickets. <laughs> Luke, we already ruined one of his cars. Can we please not do it again? I really don't think that this is a good idea. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. You can bend You can bend some earth under us in case I pass out, right? Like, you know, please. Uh, uh, I can't uh, Please don't make this I mean, any I care harder. About the kid. <laughs> maybe I should just fly her across. Oh. That's a great can idea. You, can you can you fly? There's gotta be some way you can do that, right? You can fly. You bend the air. Yeah, I I, I have my um my staff. Ah, you do have a glider? Uh. Is this what we're saying for me? <laughs> Is this what we're saying? <laughs> um Well, I should have one that's close to the island anyway. There's no one. Okay. What I can give you is this, Fumi. I will say that you were given a glider as part of your training. And it is stashed wherever you currently spend the night on the regular before all of this ramped up. Where is that? I mean, probably the Owlcat Cafe, since that's our usual meeting spot. Okay, so at some point you moved it there and you're like, I'm going to keep this here. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. in case. <laughs> you know, they don't clean enough for you to think that they would really check the janitorial closet that often, so... Good spot. <laughs> All right. Uh, Lynn, were you in the middle of suggesting something as well? Maybe we we could make a little boat out of water or a little rock or something if it's not going <laughs> to sink. Like, it just feels like the safest options. So we don't drop her into the ocean. All of that sounds great, just not the car. And he starts <laughs> carrying he shingling. <laughs> if you can get there without it, I'll put him in it. Uh, meet me at Toto's. I'll be there in probably an hour or so. Well, it'll take you longer to get back. Meet me in Toto's at uh, this evening. All right, we'll see you at Toto's. Okay, good luck with the car. Thanks. <laughs> hey, you're picking up that Republic City accent. One of them, anyway. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> He uh he just heaves he shangling into the back seat of his hot rod and uh drives away. Fumi in short order you're able to retrieve uh your glider. You know that uh it will take some effort to carry yourself and one other. Um you'd have to probably yeah. <laughs> strap Jingmin in so that you can focus on manning the glider directly. We've established that Jingmin's smaller than Fumi, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah She's like three feet tall. Probably. <laughs> pushing her luck, to be honest. I'm just picturing Fumi with like a papoose <laughs> putting Jingmin in <laughs> with the glider. First of all, I love that that word is in your vocabulary. <laughs> That's what it's called. Second, it's Danny, you're not allowed to shrink Jingmin every time you describe her height. <laughs> <laughs> Well, already I'm googling lost a what's the foot. <laughs> I'm googling what is the shortest a 12 year old can be. <laughs> uh, she's poor Google. Four things that have been put four, into there. Four and a half feet, give or take. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense than three. <laughs> yeah, that's around the zone I've been picturing. Anyway, yeah, it's a late bloomer. <laughs> yeah, you're tiny enough. You're tiny enough. You don't have to go down the three. I just keep saying shorter to see if it slides by if you don't notice. <laughs> Catching it, man. Hey, you know, I'm spinning other plates and dropping a few and it's all good. So, 
do you all go uh, with Fumi in some other way, crossing the water? Um, or do you split up? You have in this alley um, the unconscious, seemingly, uh, bodies of Perla and Donna. Can we go through uh, and Perla you've got and Donna's LJ, pockets? Who is definitely uh, uncomfortable <laughs> enough to not run away. What's that? Um, Lynn and I yes. go through Perla and Donna's pockets because we're very upset looting. with them. I, looting the bodies. Yeah, looting. We are stripping clean. <laughs> this is like this is like a Black Just, Friday sale in 1987. And the Cabbage Patch Kids are right there. Diva, I am grabbing yeah. everything off these shelves. If it just happens as we walk up to them, we take a step one too far and accidentally kick Donna and or Perla while they're down. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Just, oh, oh no. no. At this point, that they don't even care what they actually have. They just want to rob them. Yes, blind. that's <laughs> exactly <laughs> correct. It's the principle. <laughs> Man, oh thank gosh. you for confirming that. That that is the intention. <laughs> I don't think that triggers. Any what do we find? <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> uh, is yeah, it just I mean, um, lint like, and chewing gum. I'll take it. There's there's a couple of yulons <laughs> for sure uh, in each pocket uh, for the, for one one of each of the twins, you know, and then, um, sure, there's With a. The- there's a there's a little pack of chewing gum for you, Amook. Uh, With you joy, it. I take out a one of the gumming one of the gummy one of the sticks of gum, split it in half. Look at Lynn. Do you want? Yeah, half yeah, this? yeah. Lynn starts chewing. Perfect. It it is. I'm delicious. gonna steal their shoes. <laughs> their shoes. And you maybe recognize the brand. Oh no, their shoes. <laughs> You know, as Take you, off put, their as you shoes. put this away, uh, you know, you 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 noticed kind of a, you glimpsed that it was uh, Rainforest Roots, which is a brand. Oh, uh, the rubber comes from the foggy swamp, which is unfortunate, oh. but exploitation and you know the land, you know, capitalism. And, yeah. That's how it goes. Steve, you know, can you yeah. please can you please say that there's a wallet with a picture of one of their lower middle class families in it? I'm taking the picture. Please. I'm taking the picture. Please. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, it's interesting you asked that, Danny. <laughs> because in each of their pockets, you find a small and faded picture. No wallet. And, you know, they just carry some cash, but they do each carry a picture. At first glance, it seems like it's a picture of themselves. But then it dawns on you that they carry pictures of each other. Um, Lynn will be taking these pictures because they are the one thing you can never truly replace. No! <laughs> That's evil! As, as Lynn finishes oh taking that, I'm, I'm stealing both of their sets of shoes and icing them onto the top of the building and then using water bending to draw a line to put like an arrow and then and then writing ha ha <laughs> on the ground now just just for this is really important technical clarity are you power washing this into the scum to yes. to write your message okay okay cool yeah so yeah, it's yeah. just a high pressure stream of water this is a high pressure stream of water arrow ha ha and then i've frozen their shoes at the top of the building to add oh. insult to injury yes <laughs> if ever there was any doubt our crew has some pettiness. I just think <laughs> perhaps not all. Yes, but one thing you can't replace. Yeah, it's a good thing Fumi's not here. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This whole time, Fumi and Jingmen are on the way to the island. Lin and Amuk did this in, like, silent acknowledgement of we yep. hate these twins. It's just messed up. You would tie someone up in the back room and not ask permission first. You know, consent is really important. And I would like to acknowledge that for our viewers. It is. <laughs> it's one of the unforgivable sins. Which is why we take the pictures. Tying someone up in back rooms without asking. Yep. Fire uh, fire. They'll get their shoes back eventually. They won't get these pictures back. In the three hours when the ice melts. Yeah. So once you've finished this largely symbolic gesture, <laughs> <laughs> do you try to uh, follow in Fumi's steps and meet her? Or do you try to do something else? Oh, can I, I want to go through Kumari's things. <laughs> that is also an option. Yeah, I've, Kumadi is passed out. Leader of the triad. Maybe they've got some notes. Maybe there's a few more you Maybe a ledger. You know, they, the triad of her daughter. The books. Mm-hmm. Plot mm-hmm. twist. Jingmin is Kumadi's oh. daughter this whole time. <laughs> That'd be strange because Jingmin definitely knows who her mom is. I would like... <laughs> This feels a little more weighty and less petty. And so I'm going to have you yeah. assess the situation, Amuk. Okay. Uh, what is the role for assess the situation? I will have Creativity. Okay. Good old zero for me. So it's straight natural roll. It will be a nine. Okay. Well, well. On a seven to nine, ask one question. What here can I use to blah, blah, blah? Or what is the biggest threat? Uh, what should I be on the lookout for? Best way in, out, or through? Who or what is in the greatest danger? Um, what here can I use to better understand how the red monsoon is attached to all of the things we're dealing with? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm, good one. So you pat down um, Kamadi's form and, um, you know, there's there's not a ton of stuff of significance on the first pass, but Amuk, you feel driven, you're scrutinizing um, these seemingly mundane objects that are, you know, pulled out of her pockets and this sort of thing. And uh, in the inner um, pocket of one of her jackets, um, you find a small little vial um, with, um, it looks like some type of herbs inside of it. Mm-hmm. I can and, carefully um, open it and give it a whiff. Ah, okay. Let's see. What does it smell like? I think this will be fun. Give me a moment while um, Jingmen tells us what she's dreaming about. So now, um, Jingmen's having a dream where she is sitting in a mansion, um, and on, <laughs> over the front door of the mansion, it says RM for Red Monsoon. She just imagines that, you know, Red Monsoon stays in a mansion, and she's sitting on a throne in the mansion using Kumari as a footstool. <laughs> and there are, <laughs> and there are fish people, red fish people. We're walking around, serving her 
of ice cream and red bean uh, buns. Ooh, well, red bean buns sounds so good right now. Mm-hmm. So that's where her dream's at right now. I love it. Thank you for that <laughs> yeah. delightful diversion uh, and insight into Jingmen's mind. Uh, so, so Gus, uh, these herbs have like, as you as you sort of rotate it, this little vial, you see like a strange, like fuchsia, like sheen, like it catches the light in a really interesting way. Like the herbs themselves are greenish brown, like you'd expect many herbs to be. But like, this is not irregular um, item. And mm-hmm. as you smell it, it is unlike anything you've smelled before. It is extremely intoxicatingly pleasant. Hmm. So you're saying it smells like lilac and gooseberry. <laughs> it seems like it's in a category of its own, at its once own, yeah. <laughs> earthly and heavenly. Um, yeah. Just like a, there's a floral note to it, a tantalizing sweetness. Hmm. No, Mook. Like Axe body spray. Axe body spray. <laughs> Mook just tops it, shows it to Lynn. Like, have you ever seen anything like this? Um, not really a big spice person, so no. We'll have to come back to that. What do you mean you're not a really big spice? Okay, yeah, maybe we should there. go catch I feel like there's a, like a kid, like, giant. Look, Jingmen is a lot of things stubborn the most. I, ha- I have a feeling she'll pull through, but I don't know. Not, no, no, no. I take it back. I'm yeah, worried. Let's go. Let's let's go. go. <laughs> <laughs> that took. Yeah, that was a journey. Have a good day, says LJ. Hey, still holding wait. his crotch. Hold on, I forgot it. Oh, oh, look, go through so, his pockets. Oh, no, we I'm sorry. I said no, I you were so <laughs> quiet over there. Hold on. I didn't <laughs> go up to him. I just didn't... kick him real quick. Oh, sorry, I was going to say. Hey, if you have anything good in your pockets, you can give it to me right now, and I won't force them out of your pockets. He's robbing everyone. I'm, I'm used to the drill, honey. Just gives you some yeah, new ones. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Um, also, what kind of stretches do you do for your hamstring? This is really impressive. Like, I'm trying to get that kind of mobility. What do you, what do, you do? Oh, this isn't a chosen stretch. This was something you did. Oh, no! wait, hold on. <laughs> and she pushes him over, um, so that he's just on his side. Uh, yeah, that should be better, right? Yeah, yeah, a little You're better. So welcome. I'm gonna. I'll see you soon. Okay. Kumari won't forget. Neither will I. It's gonna be fine. I love that. I love that you did that. All right. <laughs> You leave behind these um, harassed, defeated triad members. I just want to kick him on as we walk out, walk past LJ. Just one, one little kick. Uh, And then we continue to walk. (laughs) Just so he remembers. Just want to narrate for everybody. I'll remember. (laughs) So if they were staying behind a moment, does that mean that Fumi just like took the car? No, I did have Cho get into the car and take okay. it once he heard the resolution. So I, that time was allowed you to go grab your staff if you want your glider. Okay. Um, yeah, sounds good. So you all meet up at the edge of the water, which was not far from where you were in uh, Red Monsoon territory. Um, you see the 
Air Temple Island uh, across the way. You have your glider, Fumi. Uh, I'll say that you also have some rope, if that's the route you'd like to go. Um, yep, we're going to tie her on. Okay. Um, tell me, just describe oh for us what you do, even if it's nothing in particular, other than what we've said. So, what would you think? Um, she gets up on, like, the highest point she can, just to, like, give her some leeway in case she, like, slips a little bit. And just has Jingmin strapped on, gets the glider ready, and just takes off. Full flying squirrel energy. Yep. <laughs> so, in other words, you've sort of ascended um, a, a building, the tallest one you can find near the, the edge of the city. Yep. Uh, to give you just a bit of margin. Um, I think getting across this the whole way, um, is this something that you've done before in your training? Have you carried heavy amounts of, you know, anything, uh, while flying? Perhaps a body. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, for not, not a body. Definitely. Um, let's call this a push your luck, Fumi, and see if your friends are needed. Yes, Nikki. P T L. (laughs) My life is in your hands, Um, Fumi. That would be an eight. Hey. Hey. Okay. That's a hit. Um, Let's also make sure that we understand what's happening with Amook and Lin. Um, So how would you two describe how you're following and pacing with Fumi? Um, I kind of... Amook just looks at Lin and goes... Are you going to be able to get over to the island by yourself, or do you need help? I mean, I can take the ferry, but otherwise I'm going to okay, need a little help. Do you, do you want alone time? Do, do you want... This feels a little pressing. Um, uh, okay. I'm just maybe... You no, want no, I, I appreciate um, it. It's... Yeah. Okay, so... Okay. Hear me out. I'll make an ice dinghy. I can put you in the ice dinghy. And then I can just run on the water and pull you behind me if you'd like. That sounds so scary. So I'm just gonna close my eyes. But like, you can you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. And then you just see a mook start to like jump up and down, get a little limber, starts swaying a little bit, makes the ice dinghy. Um, just okay. When you're ready. We'll get started. This was like the first 10 minute span where Lynn had like a bit of confidence so far. And now we're looking at this Jesus walking on water carrying ice behind us moment. And it's like full reversion to like. <laughs> I'm so good. I'm so good. I'm so good. And she's going to get in the ice dinghy and wrap her arms around her knees and shut her eyes and go, okay. You've got this. You've got this. <laughs> At that moment, you just see a mook just jump and just leap into the water. And as soon as his foot touches down, ice forms. And then you see him bend the ice dinghy forward. And then he's almost like speed skating his way across. And then pushing and pulling the dinghy behind him as he's doing the speed skate movements to get across cool. the water as fast as possible. Okay. I do not think it trig- It may trigger a roll. Let's let's resolve some of the fiction for Fumi. Um, Fumi, you got a uh, moderate success here. 
so you you do um, you know get across uh, this long stretch, and at some points Jingmen feels feels pretty heavy uh, for her size. Uh, you're glad <laughs> it feels validating that you started with from a high place. Let's say. Uh, to give you some yep. extra time to kind of pull up and uh, you you narrowly make it um, to the edge. But I do think that on uh, this roll, I need to add a consequence. Um, let's see. And I have been charged by uh, Master GM Justin Nita not to pocket consequences wherever possible. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so let's see. What should that be? I need to reopen my basic moose tab, which was replaced by a bunch of wonderful world-building details from which I pulled the fuchsia shining herbs. Ooh. She, she flies too close to the water. We, we both get eaten by a tiger shark. Oh, <laughs> flies, flies too close to the sun. Her glider starts to melt. She found, she finds out that her glider was a counterfeit the and whole thank time. thank God when you hit water, yeah, you take no I... damage. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that I was a rough GM. The stuff y'all come up with. <laughs> um, That's why we don't GM. That's why we play. There, there we are. There we are. Yeah. Um, so yes, when you absolutely. push your luck in a risky situation... Um, we know that we you, know, you have a hit, but it has to cost you to scrape by. Um, I think the simplest thing is that uh, I'd like for you to mark two fatigue, Fumi. Ooh, that puts me at five fatigue. Oh, wow. Ooh. You are feeling quite exhausted as you make it across the way. You've exerted yourself to get Jingmin here. Airbenders in training, some novices, apprentices, they, they see you as you approach the telltale sign of a glider returning to the island. Um, and they rush forward. Oh, hey, Fumi. You recognize Bonten. Hey, hey we, Bonten, we need to get her to a, the infirmary right now. Oh, okay. I thought you were just like a kangaroo or something. And then he just <laughs> starts helping you to unstrap Jingmin's body. <laughs> now, you remember that Bonten is a loopy sort of person. They just say things. <laughs> Classic content. They are helping. And together you. you're able to quickly bring them into the infirmary space. <sighs> Yay. Yeah, Fumi just goes with them, tries to help if she can, but she is really tired. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, medics come out. There's thankfully a waterbending healer on site mm. at the island. Um, and so uh, he begins to do his work um, and just looks at Jing Min, the, the now slightly faded and slightly recovered, but not quite uh, bruised raccoon eyes, uh, the slash <laughs> across her chest. Um, she just, she's in rough shape. And he looks up at you and just says, Fumi, what happened? It's a long story. Well, Tenzin's going to be right upset about this. Not that he's around. Yeah. Oh, good. <coughs> Ever since the saddle went missing. Good. Well, that's uh, a strange thing to say. Uh, no, no, uh, that was my bad. Um, ever since what? 
uh, uh, saddle, the flying bison saddle, was in the oh. news. Oh, right, I heard about that. Do you know what happened exactly? Oh, I need to focus on this meridian for a second, oh. a moment. Yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> and we'll cut to uh, Amook and Lynn. Uh, Amook, I would like for you to rely on your skills and training. Okay. You could have just both been in the dinghy and pushed waves, but you're kind of doing this epic Olympic skating what? thing. Combined I wanted with pulling it to be a... cool. And it's, it's use bending in a new way that we haven't seen in the Rule show Rule of cool, Steve. Rule I mean, of cool. No, no doubt it is cool. Uh, it's I fine. Think it's a 12. Okay. <laughs> <Ooh>. So clutch. <laughs> with perfect elegance, you execute a mook. Uh, each pad of ice forms just under your foot as you need it to and uh you do impress or horrify or some combination of both lynn as you oh. i imagine just pure horror there's no <laughs> there's no enjoyment that? the favorite i don't want to speak for lynn but no, our I'm favorite sure. part of the journey is when we hit the land truly if you just <laughs> watch lynn like sink into the earth a little bit like oh, oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah you do it's land like dirt yeah scrapes uh, ashore and um another airbender or two greet you there and after having helped fumi into the infirmary Bonten appears before you you haven't seen this person before and they just kind of look at you both and go more visitors well i guess fumi's not a visitor anyway nice where's ice fumi oh this way and meets you. <laughs> I'm an airbender. That's nice. We can talk about that yeah. in a little bit. I want to yeah. hear more about that. I really like Just, my new robes. Yeah, they're, they're really nice. <laughs> Don't worry. We're heading over there. We can talk while we go. And we'll cut back to Fumi. <laughs> <laughs> Once uh, the healer has addressed uh, what they can with this meridian... Uh, they turn to you, Fumi, and they say, uh, what, what was your question? Uh, something about uh, what happened with the saddle. Yeah, yeah. Were you here that day? Oh, yes. Uh, I'm afraid that like most folks, I didn't really see anything of note. Came along and saw the, the telltale shadow paw painting, Mark. All the usual things that happen when that... Thief strikes, apparently. Did anyone see anything? A matter of fact, I think Bonten did. Uh, he does have a strange habit of wandering about at night. We try to get him to sleep, but he doesn't keep regular schedules. That frustrating child. <laughs> okay, I'll have to ask him. Um... The reporters already spoke to him. I don't suspect they extracted much, but... Um... He was excited about whatever it was he saw. Anyway, I'll keep tending to your friend. Uh, you look tired. Perhaps you should rest in a bed too? Uh, no, I need to wait for my other friends to get here. Very well. Take care of yourself, Fumi. Thank you. Fumi, if you step out, you will see uh, Lin and Amuk escorted by Bonten. Bonten is, let's say, just a little shorter than you, Fumi. Has shaved his head. Um, 
this this is not something that's required of air nomads under Tenzin's loosening approach to incorporating people who newly awakened to airbending. Uh, this is something that some people just choose to do. And you know that Bonten is an Aang enthusiast. And so he has shaved his head, has not earned his tattoos yet. Um, probably about 14 years of age. Bonten, um, hey, I heard that you were with the, that you saw what happened to the saddle. She totally just doesn't really look at Lin in the book. Uh, yeah. Is your friend okay? Yeah, she's resting now. Thank oh, you good. so much. Well, I didn't really see what happened. Okay. This was hard to explain to their porters. I don't think they asked the right mm -hmm. questions. So, probably their fault. Uh, but <laughs> I swear that what happened, happened. And he looks around kind of nervously, like another airbender or two have taken note of you because they see some unfamiliar people. And But one of them kind of like peers at uh, Fontaine. Another one just like whispers something into that airbender's ear and they have a chuckle as they walk by. You surmise that Fontaine is trying to avoid further harassment and scrutiny for things that perhaps have been said or done. Or it could just be that Bonten gets bullied often, which would fit and square well with your memory. After it seems like the coast is clear, he speaks again. Uh, I felt something. Like a presence? What? Presence? Yeah. Around the time that uh, Shadowpaw came... I mean, we think it was Shadowpaw. The paint thing was there. But anyway, I was wandering around and uh, in storage and stuff because sometimes I, I wander around. I don't know why I do that. But I was thinking about things. I wasn't trying to take anything from storage. Everybody said that I was trying to take something from storage, but I wasn't trying to take something from storage. I don't even need anything from storage. I don't know why they keep saying that. Yeah, I believe you. Thank you. Wow, you're the first person who said that. Anyway, um, I, uh, I felt like there was just something odd. You know how sometimes spirits come and visit the island? Well, it was like that, oh, yeah. but it wasn't like one of the spirits that we know ever since that portal opened up. And I talked to one of the spirits near here, and they said the same thing. They didn't see or anything specific, but they felt the thing too. So I'm not lying. It was real. And I think it happened right before the saddle went missing. So I don't know. Maybe Shadow Paws a spirit. Oh, wow. I haven't... Huh. Thank you so much. Of course. He straightens up, suddenly looking proud. Of course. <clears throat> He... Banten? Banten, yeah. Benten? Benten? Ben... Sorry. His face falls. He loses a little bit of posture again. <laughs> oh, no! Banten. Banten. I'm sorry. I have a weird accent. I'm not from here. Banten. What was the name of the spirit that you spoke with? Uh, Chiru. Which I'm making up right now. 
<laughs> I'm laughing at Justin saying Ben Tennyson, and now I'm <laughs> Ben Tennyson. <laughs> ben Tennyson. Ben Tennyson. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah, Chiru is uh, Chiru is one of the spirits who doesn't say much, but seems to like being around the Air Temple Island. I don't think they liked being in the spirit realm, and so they've been here most of the time ever since the new portal opened up. Hmm. Maybe we can talk to them and see what, what they saw. I mean, yeah, if you want. I already did a thorough investigation, but... What did you find? Oh, I told you everything oh, I found. that makes sense. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and then Bonta just walks away. <laughs> Yeah, super cool. Yeah. Uh, Lynch has a rock in her That's hands. So She's just holding. <laughs> That's still a really good lead, though. I hadn't even thought that Shadow Paul could be a spirit. Or maybe works with a spirit. Maybe Shadow Paw's two different people. One spirit, one person. Maybe... Maybe Shadow is one and Paws. You know, uh, at least we've got good spirits right now. You know, with Jingmin and the infirmary. We should probably go hang out with Jingmin until she recovers. Yeah. um, Do you want to go look for that spirit? I mean, we can probably rest on one of the beds for now and meditate to talk to the spirit. Yeah, I mean, Fumi, you you would know that since this spirit hangs around on this side of the the realms, so to speak, um, that if you just walk around for a bit, you could probably find Jiru. Uh, And uh, so whoever wants to rest can rest. Um, There's obviously the mechanical benefit of resting. But if you want to prioritize this together, you can also uh, go have the conversation if you like. Yeah, I think Fumi is ready to go talk to Chiru. Cool. I'll assume everyone else is with you, unless they say otherwise. And, um, you know, you explore your usual spots uh, for hanging out, Fumi. Um, And you see, uh, coiled around a tree, like the bottom of like a snake. You can't quite see the face. It's, it's like kind of on the other side of the tree at this point, but you remember now, ah, this is Chiru, some sort of snake spirit or snake hybrid. And um, there's no movement. So you wonder if it's resting. Do spirits rest? You bet they do. Uh, Fumi just walks over to the tree and um, Chiru? Are you awake? I am. And the the body of the snake sort of coils around the tree until a head emerges. And this head is sort of bird-like and has like almost like a... I forget what type of dinosaur that is that has like a fan of like retractable kind of webbed... Yeah, do you, you know this, Gus? Yeah, do, tell me. I do know. Dilophosaurus. What's that? Dilaposaurus. Yeah, it's got a Dilaposaurus head. And it's just kind of, you know, rhythmically putting out, you know, fanning out these uh, webbed apparatus and uh, and back again. 
don't like that. I understand that that is something <laughs> to scare away potential predators. And boy, is it sure working on Lynn, who is really just gripping this rock. Grip that rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fumi's used to this, so she's just like, chill. What do you need? I wanted to know what you felt from the Shadow Paw incident. Ah, uh -huh, yes. Strange presence that was. Banten is a clever one. Perhaps the cleverest among you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's the one who told us to come talk to you. Excellent. I enjoy company. Well, this is lovely. Being together. So, what was weird about the presence? It was unfamiliar and subtle. Many spirits do not feel the need to be subtle here on the island. They do not hide from the air nomads. But I would say this one, yes, it was especially clever, delicate presence. I could not say much more about it. Although, I do think there was more than a spirit rare thing for spirits to be interested in bison saddles, don't you think? Yeah. So was there also a person? I suspect as much, so I can't say for certain. Tell me, I've been so curious about human behavior. Why would a human steal a bison saddle? We're trying to figure that out, too. Um, they're stealing a lot of old relics like that. Old relics, you say? Yeah. And what makes these relics special to you, humans? Well, they were used by special people. Interesting. I will have to inquire about this further. Was there anything else? Um, when they left the island, did you... could you tell where they were going? I did not see their forms, but, and the, what did you call it? Dilaposaurus? Dilaposaurus, yeah. Yeah, the Dilaposaurus head kind of tilts back towards the mainland, right at the bay. I believe this, the spirit went into the city. Yes, not quite different from the path, the reverse of the path you just took to this island, if I sense you correctly. you that's at least a start good luck with whatever it is you are doing humans are so interesting thank you chiru not at all chiru, as a spirit could i ask you a question ah yes more time for company what is it have you ever smelt something like this before and just uncorks the vial Ooh. And ask the spirit. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to figure out if this is a roll or not. I don't think it's a plead. Yeah, I'll just leave it roll free. Um, the tongue of this thing just like comes in and out really quickly. 
It's a bit more snake-like than you'd expect based on your vast knowledge of Dilophosaurus. <laughs> Jinkies. I can't tell if that's actual Jinkies with that face or if that's Lynn making that face Just or a little bit of both. Lynn is grossed out. Lynn is grossed out. This snake has bad energy. I get it's a spirit. This this snake did not pass the vibe check. <laughs> hey, totally oh, get it. You. Totally get it. I'm sure that this is not the first time that Cheater has received uh, such a, a response. <laughs> this smell is familiar to me. I believe this would be Dragon's Breath. I think you can only find this in certain places, certainly far away from here. I couldn't say where. Oh. What's that, guess? I was like, oh, oh, never mind. You can't say what I was asking in the spirit realm, perhaps, but no. Ah, well, no, I, I do believe it would be in the realm of flesh. Dragon's breath. I've never heard of this. What, what does it do? Oh, it smells lovely. Have you smelled it? You could smell um, it if you like. It's right here. <laughs> Just... He curiously, like, sniffs it. <laughs> It is all that it has promised to be for me. Okay, good. Do you know if it's like used for poison or medicine or anything? Where, where'd you even get it? I don't know where, but... My sense of physical things is limited compared to my sense of spiritual things. I think this that something this rare would have to be quite expensive for humans. Your economies and systems of these things is quite interesting to me. I've actually been reading a ledger recently, if you'd like to see oh. it. I found it equally fascinating. What was the ledger on? Uh, what was the ledger what? What was the ledger about? Well, it had a bunch of uh, expenses, perhaps a balance sheet, I'm not sure, for a business. I don't actually know how I came to have this, now that I think of it. Perhaps Bonten dropped it off as one of those many little gifts... What, what business's ledger do you have? Oh, I don't know. And he looks over at it. <laughs> it's quite dusty and faded. But as you, you know, furl through the pages, you see Dumpy's written across the top. Of yes. Wow. yes! Dumpy's business ledger. <laughs> is that of interest to you? It It, it is. Could I peruse it i won't take it from you i just want to see if maybe there's an itemized list of all the ingredients they were buying you are able in uh with relative ease to copy down a few ingredient lists and there are even notes approximating recipes though they are not fully complete it would take some guesswork to really make this work like as if the chef themselves had you know written the notes knowing that they don't need to write this for a public audience <laughs> just hand it back to the spirit thank you you are you don't know how coincidentally you just made a dream of mine almost come true today this is why i spend time on this island so much more interesting than the spirit realm but then I have been there for over a thousand years. Well, as far as the dragon's breath, 
The only other thing I would suspect is that, well, perhaps something with so rare a scent could be used in a unique way. But I am unacquainted with olfactory customs of the humans. This is something I have yet to study. Perhaps I will make it my next priority. I think that's, yeah, that's a good priority. Until then, enjoy the smell. And he slithers back around to the trees. <laughs> and we cut. <laughs> I'm enjoying this character so much. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I actually like, I like Chiru a lot. Chiru now exists. Um, we're having a great time here at Dustfire Media. Thanks for tuning in. Um, players, wonderful work uh, tonight. What will happen... <sighs> next on Legends of the New Republic. We will find out next week uh, when Jingmin is restored. (laughs) (laughs) Viewers, listeners, you can vote. We'll have two phone numbers if Jingmin wakes up or stays Uh. in a coma. It is your choice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to spoil anything. All I'm going to say is as soon as Jingmin Jingmin wakes up, oh, she going to be clearing conditions. We've got a we've got a laundry list. <laughs> yeah. Which reminds me, if you think that anything you've done would clear a condition, let me know that at the top next week. Um, like for example, uh, the antics you did with uh, Perla and Donna. I don't know if you have any relevant <laughs> conditions, but all right, listeners, appreciate you. See you next time. Bye. 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 Relics of the New Republic is an Avatar Legends actual play podcast produced by Dustfire Media. As an independent production, your support helps us to continue putting out content like this. Please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash dustfiremedia, where you can also access exclusive content, including The Forge, our Patreon-exclusive show. Dustfire Media seeks to remain family-friendly, but this is an improv storytelling game that players may briefly depict scenes with more mature story elements. Until next week, seek harmony.